Welcome to Running on Optimism, the podcast for amateur runners, or really anyone drawing inspiration from something or someone in their lives. Today, I get to share the conversation I had with Sarah Moyer, runner and special events manager for Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation for Childhood Cancer, an organization very near and dear to my family. Sarah and I talk about how she rediscovered running at the very beginning of the pandemic and how she found her dream job at Alex's Lemonade that combines her love of athletic events and her desire to help end cancer. We also get into what about charity athletic events just generates so much excitement and enthusiasm and dare I say, optimism. And of course, we share some details on how you can get involved too. So, um, Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and uh, about your running journey. When did you start? Yeah, so I am from outside of Philadelphia. Um, I grew up in a pretty active family, so we did all the sports growing up. But I feel like as I got to high school, I kind of stuck with three core sports, and those were um, tennis, swimming, and track and field, particularly distance running. Um, And so... I really, really enjoyed it throughout high school. Uh, my sister and I actually got to be on the same relay for our last race ever of high school. So that was super exciting. She's also, she's also a lot faster than me, but, <laughs> and my inspiration for running. But um, after I graduated, I kind of took a break from running and um, didn't do it for a few years. And when the pandemic hit uh, last year, I actually, I was getting kind of like a chest tightness and discomfort. And I was really worried that it was something to do with my health, got various tests and everything done and they didn't find anything. Um, And I was sitting with a doctor and I just remember this is March, 2020, just right when the pandemic started and sitting with the doctor and um, we're talking, we're talking. He said, you know, does anything help it? And I said, well, actually weirdly enough running helps it. And I don't feel it when I run. And he said, well, I guess you should just run every day then. Um, And so obviously that wasn't his actual medical advice, but um, I ran, I have been running every day since then. So I'm on day 450 tomorrow of running in a row. Um, So it's a huge milestone. Um, I've gotten best times in my 5Ks, 10Ks, um, all this year. And so it's been really just such an amazing journey. Um, just really feeling good about myself in the fitness sense, in the being myself sense. Um, that's kind of my running journey in a nutshell. And I'm just going to keep doing it because I love it. And it's, you know, it's something I enjoy every day. That's so funny. I had no idea you were streaking. Yes, I, knew, I knew I see your post. <laughs> And I know you're running a lot. I had no idea you're streaking. So about how many miles are you doing a day? So I do at least 3.1 each day. Um, So the weekdays are 3.1. And then on the weekend, it's anywhere from four to eight. So I try to pick one day as kind of my longer day. Um, But the weekends, I'm going a little slower pace because I'm going a little longer and I go a little faster during the week. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Definitely. Oh, that's so amazing. So did you ever figure out what it was? Was it anxiety? Was it, I mean, it was a tough time. Yeah, it was, it was a really, I guess, a scary thing because it was going on for a couple months. And um, I think I attribute it mostly to anxiety and then maybe a little bit of um, 
like acid reflux or something, but it's weird that I, I didn't have anything else that was associated with it. Um, luckily though, it wasn't anything to do with my heart, which is what I was ultimately scared of. Yeah, um, for sure. For yeah. Sure. Well, that makes sense, especially like it could have like GERD, um, if you've got anxiety and then um, your your stomach could be totally thrown off if you're nervous with everything going on. Yeah. yeah and yeah. what a time for that to happen. I mean, March 2020, I think uh, everybody was popping like Pepsi or like Alka-Seltzer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a crazy time, but I am. I guess eternally grateful that kind of jump started my fitness journey again. And um, like I said, I love running. I love walking. I just love being, you know, outside and active like that. Yeah, I hear you. Now, um, you know, I have a stress fracture and or had and I'm recovering and slowly recovering. It's been nice to be able to go to the pool with Izzy and just oh, I'll do laps. It's been really nice. But at the same time, I remember doing laps last year and it felt a whole lot easier. I realized like how much my fitness has gone down. I tried to, to do a lap yesterday and, and stopped on my way back. I was like, Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, swimming is a whole, is a whole other beast because you add in the element of, you know, you have to remember to breathe, but also it's a lot harder to breathe underwater. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the resistance. I mean, you're getting, you're getting everything. You're getting resistance because you, you teach swimming too, right? Yes, I do. I was a coach for a few years. Um, I now teach private swimming lessons too. Um, yeah, I, I love the sport of swimming. Big, big fan. Yeah. <laughs> Not just when the Olympics are on all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So like, like is swimming, like the, the sport and then running? I see that's, um, that's a very tough question um, because if I were probably to pick my two, you know, my two sports, it would be probably tennis and swimming tied. But I have such a love for running, and it it keeps me in such good shape for both of them. So I feel like it's like an extension, and now they're all in a three way tie. If that yeah, yeah, totally. And I guess it, it's an unfair question because running can also be so much more. Um, it definitely gives you a time to kind of meditate, especially when you're doing those longer runs. So it kind of offers a little something different. Definitely. It's, that's so true. So you mentioned that your sister is your inspiration for running. And why is that? Um, she is, I like to call her the smiley runner. She is always happy. She runs races with a smile on her face. If it's a 5k, a 10k, she just did a half marathon. Um, she is just so positive and so upbeat all the time. And I just really strive to, you know, be like that in my everyday life. Um, on top of that, she's just so fast. She's so fast. And I feel like half the time she doesn't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> so I always, um, even when I run with her, I feel like I get better too in running with her, which is, which is crazy. Cause you know, I never thought like I could keep up with her. And, um, I think it's just, it's, it's a really good bonding moment for us because we are very close in age and, um, we've had a lot of the same experiences growing up. So it's very special to share that with her. That's awesome. That's really, really nice. Like you said, it's really special to share that with her. Like, um, no different kind of relationship, obviously, but when Marco and I run, it's such a nice time to just kind of get out there and we can talk and just 
be together doing something for our health. And then sometimes we'll talk about is and kind of, you know, some, whatever it is that she did that inspired us to kind of keep going. It's really such a nice opportunity. And just the same when I run with Marco similarly, cause he's, he's faster than me. Um, but I definitely feel like he pushes me not unknowingly pushes me because it's not like he's telling me to go faster. He pushes me to, to, kind of go beyond my own expectations for for my speed and what I can do for myself definitely so um you've been streaking for a year have you done any any live races yet virtual races yes um I've done a few virtual races um I've done all the Alex's virtual races so the two virtual 5ks last year and the virtual run series this year. Um, I did a few other 5Ks through some friends um, that were also virtual. And then I actually, uh, a couple months ago, did an in-person. It was only a handful of us um, at six in the morning. (laughs) I actually did it with my sister too. Um, And that was crazy. It was so early, but it was so much fun. And that's where I got my best time in the 5K ever. Um, I woke up thinking that I was going to be dragging and slow and I was so nervous. I had knots in my stomach, but oh my gosh, I was so excited when I crossed the finish line. (laughs) Yeah. Where where was that out in Pennsylvania? Yes, it was out in, uh, Westchester. So, um, there was no cars on the street. It was crazy to be up that early. Um, but it was just such a, such a nice time and just, really good to get out there and there wasn't a ton of people like I said it was there was only about five to ten of us in a heat so they really kept it safe with COVID and everything yeah so um so the race started at 6 a.m or like did you choose that heat like did you choose to go out at 6 (laughs) a.m yes we chose that heat we didn't want to be the last heat so (laughs) we chose one that was kind of mini middle beginning um <laughs> yeah it was I was up way before the sun was up yeah that um but it was so much fun I would I would definitely do it again <laughs> yeah that's amazing I can't wait to do a a live race I had signed up for a seven mile race that was supposed to happen I think in in May beginning of May yeah in Ridgefield Connecticut um or Reading, Connecticut rather um, but things with COVID hadn't really gotten better, which was fine. Cause I was starting to kind of be injured at the time. Yeah. I had also signed up for another race. Um, oh, I think it was like a taco run and there was going to be tacos at the end and I couldn't do it. Yeah. I missed Gosh. the tacos. Well, yeah. Race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there's going to be another one, a donut run. I think in September that I want to give a try. You get donuts at the end. This is and like a donut themed medal. Wow, that is that is um, that's a game changer. I yeah. didn't even know that existed, and that makes me just want to do all of those. <laughs> it, it's here. If you want to come, it's here in town, I believe, or um, like a couple I, towns over. Yeah, count me in. <laughs> you don't need to ask me twice. <laughs> 
yeah, there's a place on nearby. It's called uh, Duck Donuts. And oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, they're so good. There's the the bacon. It's um, what is it like caramel and bacon? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> my mouth is watering. I need to take a sip of water. <laughs> nothing wrong with that that is just the best reward at the end of a race absolutely absolutely I I almost would say and I hope I don't get in big trouble for this I would almost say post race donuts over tacos Ooh, yeah because you you want something like I mean yeah I I yes because you're you're coming off like yes I agree yeah (laughs) I, I might have to, I might have to put it out there for, I think, for a vote. And also donuts are just so accessible. Like you can just grab one in your hand. Tacos are a little more difficult because then like stuff flies out. Um, yeah. And if yeah. you don't chew the shell well enough, you get that like really painful, <laughs> like big taco shell swallow. It does not feel good. It's so true that I like that. The soft feeling of something after a race, that's also sweet. Yeah. That is definitely true. <laughs> so um, we had mentioned that you're with Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation, and um, we came across Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation in 2015. Izzy was diagnosed with a spinal cord tumor in September of 2014. Um And I've mentioned it before. I don't know if it was willful blindness or just um, uh, some sort of optimism that I've managed to carry, but we immediately, we knew that the prognosis was good, that we would have our baby, um, you know, with a lot of recovery and a lot of things, but we knew that we were not going to lose our child. And so we immediately felt compelled to become a part of something that was helping families who maybe um, whose child had a prognosis not as bright as ours. And so we came across Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. And I don't know, because there was a number of events. There was all kinds of events. I don't know why the Lemon Run 2015 was the one that I was like, that one, considering I'd never run a day in my life before, um, maybe like half a mile on the treadmill before like a workout or something. Um, but that that started, I looked, I saw it, I turned to Marco and I said, hey, what do you think about doing this? And he's always been pretty athletic. So he was like, all right, let's do it. And we just started putting it out there and maybe like a month later, we had a team assembled of, so we signed up for it in like March or April. We had a team of like 40 people. By the end of it, we'd raised $12,000 that year. Um, so I know why, why I was compelled by Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. And it's been such a huge part of our lives. We were actually just talking about the lemon ball the other night and is is like, because she got a bunch of hand-me-down dresses and she actually was looking through some of them that were a little big for her right now. And she said, oh, I bet I can wear this one by the lemon ball. I was like, well, it's January. Hopefully, hopefully we will have a live lemon ball. Um, But from your perspective, I would love to know what is it about Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation's 
mission that is so compelling? And what is it about charitable races or charitable fitness events that just kind of draw people in? Oh, definitely. So I feel like my involvement with Alex is in really working at the organization. Um, I've always just been so compelled by the mission and just really felt like such a personal connection. Um, I had a very, very good friend in college who actually passed away from glioblastoma and um, his dream was to put on a 5k at Gettysburg where I went to college. Uh, And unfortunately he passed before he could make that dream happen. And so the summer after he passed, um, I connected with some college friends and we started a 5k in his honor. And so I feel like that kind of jump started this whole fitness and charity aspect for me personally. Um, and that race has been going on for eight years and it's still in his name. His parents, um, participate every year. Um, we did it virtually this year and we all got together, um, and had like a little luncheon afterwards and it was just very special, but I feel like after I graduated, I really, you know, took that energy and channeled it into finding something in the nonprofit sector and, you know, working for Alex's, I feel like was always a dream of mine. Um, just given that past experience and really just connecting with the mission and, you know, 5Ks and fitness events and really just seeing that energy firsthand really just made me excited to, you know, apply there and interview there and ultimately work there. Um, And so I really, really have such a soft spot for athletic events, especially at Alex's. Um, The 5K is one of my favorites. even the virtual 5Ks, there is so much energy and so much heart in everyone that participates. Um, The emails and photos and phone calls that I facilitate from participants are just so heartwarming and just kind of bring it back to the mission for me. And just, you know, it's such a powerful organization. Um, We, you know, we have 50 plus employees, but we're all just such a connected team and it's just so humbling to work, you know, amongst people like that and um, to channel it into events like our 5Ks and our climbs and the other fitness events that we're looking into. um, It's really just so special to to be a part of that. Um, It's just one big big family. Oh yeah, definitely. And you, you all know the hero kids, you know, each and every one of them. Um, We go to an event and, you know, you guys know all of them, but to us, you see Izzy and she's just the superstar. She's, you know, but all the kids are, you all connect with them. Um, And I mean, even Liz and Jay, Alex's parents um, are so present. It just goes to show how much heart is in the mission. So what, cause I've seen, I saw the post from the recent, um, from your, your, uh, your race series in, in May. Um, what is it about these events where they're live or virtual that just draw people? What are some of the messages? What are some of the things that people are saying? Cause you get a lot of people who also have not had experience with childhood cancer. 
Yeah, so I feel like it is, there's just such a community and there's such an energy around these folks that participate. Um, I just, there's so many stories that, you know, I could go on for hours and hours telling. Um, most of the time, uh, it comes from a connection. You know, someone will reach out to me and say, you know, I have a sister, a brother, a neighbor, someone that is, you know, battling cancer or going through treatment. And just hearing about, you know, them getting involved and, you know, running this when they've never run before, that is just kind of what makes it so special. Um, just being a part of, you know, that larger community, like I said. Um, I think the biggest thing for me with um, these athletic events is the stories that come from them and, you know, families like yours and families like all of the hero families at Alex's, they are so touching and so inspirational. And um, I think being able to connect with those families on, on a personal level and, you know, learning about why they got involved is one of the most, I guess, humbling parts of my job. Um, people are just so excited to get involved. They wanna do something that gets them outside especially during the pandemic, they wanted to, you know, they wanted to give back and they wanted to be creative and be fit and be fun and, you know, do creative things. And so we, you know, we did all these fun and interactive things with the 5Ks when they were virtual and they, they really worked and people loved it. And they printed our cheer signs out and they printed the bibs out. And it's just really created this just beautiful community of folks that came together. Um, and I'm really excited that, fingers crossed, that we'll hopefully be in person Halloween this week. I mean, not this week, I'm sorry, this year. <laughs> oh wait, so the 31st? So we're actually, it's the 30th, so the day before Halloween, um, October 30th. So I am so excited to hopefully, fingers crossed, um, that that'll be, that'll be happening at the Navy Yard this year. That would be awesome. You know what my favorite, one, my favorite thing that I think uh, you guys started doing in 2018. Yeah, because then 2019, 2018 was still um, at the park and then 2019 was at the Navy Yard and then 2020 just uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, was at the end where you got the photos, the flags with, with the pictures of all of the heroes. And I can't tell you 2018. Um, I've PR'd my 5k since, but I PR'd my 5k in 2018. We'd done 15, 16, 17, 18. Um, my goal was to come in under 30 minutes, which was a huge goal for me at the time. And I did. And when I saw Izzy's picture at the end, I think there's a picture of me like hysterically crying, crossing the finish line. Um, I, I just, I didn't realize like how much, um, how many feels are coming back, uh, how much I miss seeing everybody at Alex's, how much I miss um, being there in person. Um, and what it has meant to us over the years to see 
so many people enthusiastic about not just the race, because I know a lot of people sign up for 5Ks um, if they just want a race for the weekend, but really being there for the cause. In 2015, when we did our first, um, at the time it was called the Lemon Run, um, Izzy was still in treatment. I believe that she had just had her first blood transfusion or was a few weeks out of her first blood transfusion, but she wasn't doing great. Um, but we went, it was cold. We bundled her up. We had 40 people in on our team and we had uh, our matching shirts and our, and our tutus. We had like camel themed color tutus. And at the end, Izzy had just started learning how to walk in her walker. Um, because she still wasn't strong enough to walk on her own. And our plan was to see if Izzy wanted to cross the finish line. Those of us who were running, we ran, and then we came back and met up with those who were walking the distance. Um, and my parents had Izzy in the stroller. Our goal, our plan was to have her walk over the mat with her walker, but she didn't want to. So Marco just kind of held her, held her hands. And she just took like these little wobbly steps over the finish line mat and I don't know if if people around us heard us chanting Izzy if they saw our shirts with her name on it but that was when I fell in love with racing running Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation and the entire community everybody people we'd never met before obviously it was our first event chanting Izzy 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 as she crossed crossed the finish line and somebody came over and put her lemon head medal on her and it's just that kind of feeling that I hope that everyone who runs will get to experience definitely I think the biggest thing that you kind of hit on with that is it's so much more than a 5k it's so much more than you know, the, the events that we do, it's the people that come together and really just, you know, we do it for the kids and it's, it's just so important to have moments like that to really just bring you back to why are we doing this? You know, um, that's, yeah, that is I definitely, <laughs> I'm going to tear up, but, um, that is such a heartwarming memory. I, I definitely, cherish those kind of memories in all of my races yeah and she has because you guys do the the kids dash too and that first year she didn't do the kids dash I think the next year she did it in her walker dragging it across the the grass um and then in 2019 which was the last live one she ran it by herself and and actually at the time in 2019 um she was still in an upper body cast for her for her kyphosis and so she ran that in like a bulky cast, just running, running, running. And, um, but you, everybody was there cheering her on. Everybody knows it's Izzy. And then people would come up to me and say, oh my gosh, she's doing so well. And it's the kind of thing that as a family, you need that sometimes those people who are kind of like on the inside in the know of, of what goes into um, having a child who's survived cancer or is battling cancer or has special needs that um that community is so important to us so 
everybody who supports Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation, that's what you're, you're not only funding research and, and all of these wonderful things, but you're there giving us support. Definitely. It's so, it's so important. And I rewatched that video so much just because it, it is one of the most incredible videos I have seen at any event. Um, it's so inspirational. It's just, I feel like it's just such a metaphor for like what Alex's is and that is making strides for families and making strides for research. Um, yeah, watching her cross and the kids dash real time and then rewatching it, it, it gives me, I, oh my gosh, so powerful and so, just so important to, uh, to see that. Yeah, it's been, it's been, gosh, feels like a lifetime ago since we've been able to kind of all kind of come together in person, but hopefully it will happen soon. I know, fingers crossed. <laughs> so tell me more, cause it's not just the 5k, you guys do a lot of really creative stuff like the stair climb. That one's really interesting. It started in, did it start in Boston or Texas? I believe, um, I hope I'm not misquoting. I think it started in Boston and then uh, moved to Denver and Houston. Okay. Um, I believe that was the order. Um, Houston has stuck around. Um, we're not sure with that event what the future will look like just because the building that we normally have it at is doing big construction projects. Mm -hmm. so we're trying to kind of be open with them and uh, figure out what next steps look like, literally and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an that is an awesome event though too. And it's just so many people come from far away and just are so competitive and so fired up and, um, you know, the fundraising is amazing. The energy is amazing. Um, yeah, I, that was the first event I ever went to when I started working at Alex's and it was so cool. It was so cool to see that. Tell me more what exactly it is. Cause I'm not that familiar. I know they climb lots and lots of stairs, but how many and how fast? Oh my gosh. So our, so at Houston, there's two choices they can choose from. They can either climb 35 stairs or they can climb 75 stairs, which the really, really, really hardcore climbers will climb 75 stairs. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, they climb it in about 14 to 15 minutes. Um, and, you know, the, it's just incredible to see these people. Um, they go around the country and do these stair climbs and compete and just are just so amazing and so strong and, um, hearing why they got involved with Alex's was just always really cool to hear about too. Um, but then you get most of the people that are either walking or jogging up the stairs and they'll do kind of more at like a leisurely pace, which is, um, which is totally fine. I probably fall in that camp because climbing stairs is a whole other beast. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was so fun. It was just such a unique experience. Um, compared to 5Ks and everything. It was just really cool to see people climbing stairs for childhood cancers. So much energy and so 
so fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. And you're absolutely right, because even like in the midst of like marathon training or having my my best fitness, sometimes getting up those stairs, <laughs> it's exhausting. They will get you. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. That is really interesting. So who came up with this stair climb? Was it something that was always done and then they decided to do it uh, for Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation? I'm not sure if they um, maybe saw like another organization doing a similar thing and they decided to kind of implement it into Alex's special events. Um, I think the concept itself is relatively new in the events world and the fitness realm specifically um yeah but I'm not I'm not totally sure um kind of what jump-started it I feel like it was more so maybe there was another organization participating in that kind of event and um we decided to give it a shot um but either way they've been really successful and very fun <laughs> so what are some of the other fitness events I saw recently something about uh like a golf virtual golf yeah. event Yes. Um, if you are a golfer, even if you're not a good golfer, because I've never golfed before, but for this, I think I'm going to go out and give it a shot. Um, it's really cool because you can golf from wherever you are at any time throughout the month of August, and you get to raise funds for childhood cancer, which is amazing. And we give you a whole fundraising guide on a on basically all these on-course contests that you can kind of do as a little challenge to up your fundraising. Um, it's, it's a new event. We've never done a golf event at Alex's before, but it's exciting and we're definitely ready for the challenge. So yeah, even if you've never picked up a golf club before, it's, it's still, you know, there's still time and, um, yeah, we just encourage people to try something new. <laughs> what, do you what do you have to do? So basically, you can either register as an individual. Um, registering as an individual is actually free. And then there is an option for $150. You get um, branded golf balls and a really, really nice, really snazzy golf polo that's branded Alex's style. It's Peter Millar, which I actually had never heard of before uh, starting this event. Really cool to, to learn all of the branding associated with it. Um, so that's an option. And then there's also an option if you register as a foursome, you get a discounted rate for each of the people involved and everyone gets those um, golf balls and polos and you get to register or you get to play with your buddies. So that's really exciting because I feel like most golf outings, um, when you're going to golf with your friends, it's normally two, three, four people. So, um, hopefully that'll be an enticing option for people to sign up. For sure. I'm not a golfer, but you know, Marco and Izzy actually go, um, to the driving range often. She actually really likes golfing. She's got this really cute, um, hand-me-down that we found, um, golf set with like oh, a pink God. it's a pink bag and everything it's really really cute so she feels very fancy <laughs> she goes hit and hits balls around so we'll see um and my nephew actually he is super competitive and he's been uh he and marco go golfing so maybe i'll i'll bring it up 
Yes, definitely. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Um, yeah, it's definitely, it's a new event, but it'll be fun and everyone should do it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And um, I'm going to put all the information in the show notes. That way everybody knows how to get to everything. And the other thing that actually um, that Marco did, and it was, I don't even know how to how to put it. It was just so, it was an amazing experience for me and I didn't even run it, was the New York City Marathon. He got a bib through Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. And along the way, he just in like forums and stuff for, for NYC to know what to expect because he was really amped up and nervous about it. He'd run Atlantic City the year before that. So he ran NYC in, in 2019. Um, he ran Atlantic City in 2018. But it, it's obviously very, very different. Um, definitely not the crowds, not the, the pomp and circumstance. Um, so he learned along the way that you should put your name on your shirt. So that way people will cheer for you. They'll see your name and people will cheer for you. And um, what he also did was on the back of his shirt, he wrote, um, I run for, I run for my, I think it says I, I run for my Izzy or I run for my daughter Izzy. And so he had the opportunity when people would, you know, while they're running, people would ask him who is Izzy. And so he would have the opportunity to tell people Izzy's story, why she inspires him to run and that he's running uh, to raise funds for Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. And um, it was really nice the night before the race, he and I were able to go out for the, for the team dinner and we actually um, were able to share Izzy's story too. She came out with us and we sat with the whole team. And so everybody actually got to hear our story and meet Izzy and hopefully be that much more inspired for, for the race the next day. That is amazing. I, oh my gosh. I did a, I actually did a Team Lemon virtual race through Run Disney Oh, um, in November and it was, I wore my team lemon shirt and I ran it on the Google trail and I had people stopping me to ask what team lemon was and what Alex's lemonade stand was. And I got to tell them about why I was running and yeah, it was really exciting. <laughs> yeah. It's really nice to share and it's nice to feel like, um, maybe I think for Marco, maybe like along the way, people were able to carry that with them for even if it's just like a mile, just carry that with them. And then it makes all the difference to, to us too, to be able to share any, any other events that Alex is, is doing like uh, any other fitness events that, that are happening either virtual. So actually uh, is the uh, million million mile. Yes, that is um, in September, like it uh, traditionally is. And um, I think the event announcement email for that went out about a week ago, perhaps. Um, so that's always such an energetic and exciting, um, exciting month at Alex's. There's a lot of camaraderie and challenging each other to 
run the extra mile, walk the extra mile, donate the extra dollar. Um, so yes, that is happening in September. Um, our community engagement team is working so hard on that. It's, it's such an awesome, awesome event. Yeah, I imagine it because it, it's it, you can either run or walk or you can kind of just move any way you want to bike, whatever. Yes. And definitely. fundraise along the way. Yeah. And it's September for Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Yeah. yeah. So what what does that entail? Because and, and do you get so many more people from all over the country that participate in this event? Yeah, I feel like the million mile is really just, it captivates, you know, it's just such a national reach. Um, and because there is that element of you operate on your own time and you get to log miles on your own time, um, it casts such a wider net in that way. And people kind of have the freedom to bike when they want and run or walk when they want. Um, so that's just really that I feel like is such a good selling point of the million mile. It's such, you know, it's such an accessible, accessible event to everyone. Anyone can do it, whatever, whatever you want to do. Um, you could even swim if you wanted to. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So what's next for you in terms of running? Um, are there any races that you've got coming up or anything that you're thinking about doing or just streaking? Yes, I, so hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll keep the streak up. Um, I do have some goals in mind for the end of the year. Um, I am doing a rock and roll half marathon. Um, oh. I believe it's in November in Nashville, which I've never been to Nashville. And oh, so fun. Yeah, I've heard great things about that too. I've also never done a half marathon. So That'll be really exciting. Um, I also want to do the Rocky Run, which is also in November, and I think it's a 10-miler. Um, I'm not sure if that conflicts with it. I probably have to check, but um, one of my friends actually started a team, so I think I'm just going to join her team, and hopefully we'll be able to all do it together. And then my other really, really big goal for the end of this year is to break six minutes in a mile. Um, that'll kind of be on my own accord, um, for the run series. I was kind of hoping, hoping that I would break six and it was actually super cold and super rainy. If you remember over Memorial Day weekend, yeah. um, Awful. So I, I didn't do the best, but I didn't do the worst. So it was somewhere in between and I was so happy with how I did. I, I think given everything, it was just, um, it was just good to get out there and move but that is I feel like kind of at the forefront of my mind is breaking that six minute mark <laughs> that's exciting so what what is compelling you to do that is it just like pushing your limits I mean you've been running for so long is it kind of like okay I need to add a little spice to this yeah maybe just you know adding a little spice to it I feel like just so also so much of my job at Alex's is you know, really pumping up people for these athletic events, especially the 5Ks. So I feel like I channel a lot of that in there too, because a lot of the conversations that we have will end up being, you know, why are you doing this? And then um, we'll get into like that challenge aspect and, you know, 
I'm trying to do this time and this time, but you know, I'm also doing this for an amazing cause. And um, I feel like that's kind of everything that drives it. And I'm just super motivated as a person. So um, I don't like to give up. <laughs> I just wanna, uh, I just wanna, I feel like if I hit it one time, I feel like I'll feel, I'll feel really good for a long time. <laughs> and you bring up something really interesting. You spend, like part of your job is motiv motivating people for these 5Ks, but do you channel some of that for yourself? Like when you're running during the week or when you're doing some of your longer runs on the weekends? Definitely. I think I always have that at the forefront of, you know, all my runs. Um, I just think about, you know, why am I doing this? And um, just thinking about all the stories I've heard of people and their experiences with running and walking and raising funds for Alex's. Um, I feel like I really do channel that when I'm out there and just thinking about the day, um, especially around the athletic events. I feel like I'll go out for, for my run um, and I'll think about the story some participant told me five minutes before. Um, it's really, I feel like such a driver in that way, uh, definitely motivates me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm sure along the way, you know, there's a lot of really great stories and there's stories of, of children, of people participating in honor of the way we do. Um, but then there's also the stories of people participating in memory of, and how do you maintain I mean, how do you maintain optimism? If we're gonna go with the word optimism, how do you maintain um, perspective and are able to channel channel that into something more positive? Yeah, so I feel like the biggest thing with that is, you know, being really respectful of that family and really just understanding their story and, you know, why they got involved. Um, everyone, you know, has a reason that they get involved with Alex's. And I feel like that's just kind of the biggest takeaway. And um, especially with the families who have lost a child to cancer, um, I feel like the, you know, the, the biggest thing I try to hone in on is, you know, they would be so proud of you and you are doing so much for them after they're gone and they, they're always gonna have this lasting impact on you for, however long, you know, childhood cancer exists for, you know, like it is so important that we have those heroes, um, you know, whether they've passed or they're survivors, it's just, it's so important to remember that they're the reason that we're doing this. Um, and I feel like that, you know, that really resonates with the families um, that we work with. And um, it does, you know, it gets emotional. It gets, it's very emotional, but um, at the end of the day, um, for those who have passed, it's, it's just very important to remember, you know, why we're doing this and it's because of them. And, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna use them for years to come and just remind ourselves that we, you know, we need to find cures and we need to, you know, support those around us. So I think that's the biggest, the biggest part of it. Yeah, I've, um, you know, we've met a lot of families along the way who um, have lost their, their child. And the one big thing 
um, they say is to mention their child, talk about their child. It doesn't hurt them any more than they're already hurting to hear about their child. In fact, it helps keep, keep the child alive. And so by participating in these events um, in honor of or in memory of it, it, I imagine that it's not healing because I can't imagine. Um, I guess uh, we came too close. And so I, not that I can put myself in their shoes ever, but mm -hmm. I just can't imagine that it's ever actually healing. You know, it's just living with. Yes. Um, but by doing these kinds of events in memory of, it helps, it makes the living with a little easier, even if just for a moment. I agree. There's such, like I said, um, with Alex's and, you know, with these organizations, there's such a family and, you know, people are always there to lend a helping hand and be supportive and really just, you know, help celebrate, you know, these heroes that go through this horrible disease. You know, it's such, it's such a big part of who we are. Yeah, and what, what you do, so um, I've mentioned my, or well, our organization, Izzy's Infantry in the past, but we at Izzy's Infantry are trying to reinvent the wheel. So we actually, we help fundraise here in New Jersey. We have events um, and our part of our funds actually go to Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. So you guys are basically the cancer research arm of, oh. of, of Izzy's Infantry. Um, we have given to actually the, um, oh, I can't remember the name now. Um, it was the fund um, for uh, DIPG research that actually, uh, um, with Dr. Manji, we gave, uh, yeah, our funds uh, went toward Dr. Manji's research for DIPG, which has a less than 1% survival rate. Um, uh, basically children who are diagnosed with B DIPG are given about seven to nine months. Um, and often many live beyond that, but, uh, with a less than 1% survival rate, it, the prognosis is not good, but through Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation and the money, um, that we've raised and that ALSF has raised, Dr. Manji made tremendous breakthrough and they've moved forward with that project. And so after that, we actually, um, have Izzy's sweet little face um, on the cord fund. So um, because spinal cord tumors are so difficult to research because they're very, very difficult to resect unless the child has passed away and the parents decide to donate um, their cord. For instance, Izzy's uh, tumor, they were only able to get about 20% of of 20% of a small amount is a small amount of tumor um, just for the biopsy. So it's very difficult because it was very dangerous to get a piece. So this cord fund is super important um, to help children like Izzy and others um, with, with high grade spinal cord tumors, Izzy's is low grade. This is, I say all of this and why is it important? It's important because there's one thing that gets under my skin and that is that 
about 4% of the National Cancer Institute's funding for all cancer research. Of that, only 4% goes toward all childhood cancers, whether it's a brain tumor, spinal cord tumor, um, your, your, bone, your bone tumors, your Wilms tumors, what, what have you. And I could probably rattle them all off because along the way I have met, we've met as a family of children who have had all kinds of cancer. Um, so these connecting with Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation and doing these kinds of things um, means that, that we can push forward research when in terms of other types of funding, there's not enough, I, at least in my opinion, it's not enough. <laughs> yes, I, I, yes, I think I speak for many too in saying that as well. I, I definitely agree. Um, and back to, to something that you said about, um, you know, for, for as long as childhood cancer is around, one of my favorite things that Liz Scott, Alex's mom said, I think it was at a lemon ball or maybe at, at a lemon run, um, is that her hope is to be able to shut the doors of Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. Like that's ultimately the goal because that means that we've eradicated childhood cancer. Yep, that is always in my mind. Um, I think she said um, very similar thing when I first started working in is that, you know, we're working to not have a job to do this anymore because it'll be done and childhood cancer will not exist anymore. And so that, that is just, yes, <laughs> that is what it comes, what it comes down to. We are, you know, we fundraise we have events and we, you know, we're making these strides for childhood cancer and ultimately one day I have hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think it's important to kind of bring it back to that because these events are fun and the 5Ks and they're so inspirational and all of that. Um, and isn't it wonderful to, to be inspired and to continue to inspire and to raise funds all while running? Yes. That, yes, exactly. It is, it's just such, you know, a culminating experience of all of this hard work and effort and just being able to celebrate with these people that, you know, they're there for the same reason that you're there or they know someone who's connected or, you know, everyone, everyone's just part of this beautiful network of supporters and you know, it's, it's just so, it's so humbling to be a part of that. Yeah. And we, uh, I love, I love sharing. I love hearing other people's stories. You feel so connected, um, at the, at the 5k in 2018, we actually were able to, Oh, that's right. And it was the same year that I said that I, I PR'd and I saw Izzy's, yes. it, it started emotional because we actually, um, Liz asked us if we could share, um, Izzy's story oh, to, to kick off the race. Um, and uh, so, so it started emotional. We have the most beautiful picture of Izzy with her head on Marco's shoulder. And that year, because um, it was the 10th uh, Lemon Run, that yeah. year uh, you guys had stickers and it. it was I run for and then a line and you can write um, whatever. And, and 
um, Marco filled it in with my Izzy and he put the sticker on his back. And so it's a picture for, of him from behind with Izzy's head on his shoulder while I'm talking. And um, I believe our shirts that year had number 42 on the back and not for Mariona Rivera, who is forever the best closer in all of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> But for Izzy, who is the best closer at chemo, um, <laughs> who had 42 chemo infusions. So that's what we said at the end. I was like, you think Mo is the best closer? Izzy's like the best closer at life because she is done at 42. She is done. Oh, oh my gosh. I have, I have chills just hearing that. <laughs> yeah, it took, it took a while. Um, 14 months. Wow. And that's what these kids go through. I mean, uh, children with leukemia are in treatment for four years on average. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I yeah. can't even imagine. They're so strong and wise beyond their years. Yeah. Yeah. And these are, you know, these are the things that, that we carry with us um, when, when we're doing, when we're trying to better ourselves and um, through fitness and all of that. Definitely. No, it's so true. Thank you very much for joining. Thank you for telling, talking about your running journey. And I am so sorry, I had no idea that you were streaking, but now that's super exciting. Um, and for sharing about Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. No, thank you so much for having me. And um, this was really just such a delightful conversation. Um, these are the kind of conversations I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. So again, I really appreciate it. And Go Izzy, she's a rock star. She's, I'm gonna keep watching that video. <laughs> I watch it probably once a month, so. I'll have to share it. I'll have to share it too on Running on Optimism so everybody can have a Definitely. view of Izzy crossing that finish line because it really is awesome. It is, it is, truly. <laughs> Huge thank you again to Sarah for chatting with me. This conversation was really, really special. I always like to share um, about our journey in hopes of raising awareness, in hopes of uh, helping with fundraising, in hopes of getting people to understand what not only my family has gone through in terms of childhood cancer, but what so many families are going through right now. In the show notes, you can find a lot of information and links to Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation special events, including the golf outing, the Alex's Million Mile, and the tentative uh, Lemon Climb. As always, thank you for listening. Like what you hear, let me know. Want to hear something different? Also let me know. I look forward to sharing these stories with you every week that I can, and uh, until next time. Thank you.